A good idea now. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> free date night. Uh, free weekend getaway. Hey, my name is John. Uh, this is my wife, uh, Pam, and uh, I'm one of the directors of marriage ministry uh, around here. And so excited to share with you guys uh, tonight uh, a little bit about dating. But before we do, or kind of dating and having fun and those kind of things, but before we do, I want to share with you a verse that we quote around here a lot. And it's this one. It's 1 Corinthians 7.28. All right, and it says this. Those who marry will have trouble, right? And so as far as I can discern, that's like the only promise uh, about marriage in all of the Bible, right? Is that it's just going to be hard. And so it's one of the things I love about Reengage is that we're just, we're pretty honest about just how hard uh, it can be. Uh, sometimes it feels like we might even go like a little too far. And like the mental image I have when some of our couples share uh, about marriage sometimes is, is like this out of the way, really cold monastery, right? And it's like, man, you can go up there and you'll probably like hate it, uh, but you'll be better for it and you'll probably love Jesus a little more uh, afterwards, you know? And that's kind of like what marriage is. Um, but it turns out God has uh, other things to say about marriage in just 1 Corinthians 7.28. He does. Yeah. He does. So Ecclesiastes 9.9 would be a, voice, a verse that says, enjoy life with your wife whom you love. Um, Proverbs 5.18 also says, um, rejoice in the wife of your youth. Um, and so I love this quote. And, you know, and it goes both ways. Martin Luther says, let the wife make the husband glad to come home and let him make her sorry to see him leave. And so it goes both ways, just to enjoy each other, rejoice in the wife, rejoice in the husband of your youth. It's very Christian to enjoy each other. The Bible talks about it. Yeah. And so how, how is it that a wife could make a husband glad to come home, and how could it be that, uh, that she would be sad to kind of see him go? What kind of relationship um, creates that? And more, more specifically, what kind, of, um, what kind of actions create that type of relationships? And a lot of times it really, it, it sounds so unspiritual, but oftentimes it's just like having fun and being adventurous uh, together. And we discount that because it just kind of sounds pretty trite, like have fun, are you serious? Like, you know, we've got serious problems or, you know, uh, whatever, you don't understand how crazy our kids are or our financial situation and you want to talk about fun, are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious about talking about fun, okay? And I remember looking at some research several years ago, and it was around like um, couple satisfaction, marital satisfaction. And the couples that reported, it was across several different studies, but couples that reported having the highest levels of marital satisfaction, one of the top two things like across these studies that, that were characteristic of all of them was that they had fun together. Right? And so there's a bit of a chicken and an egg. I mean, I get it. Right? You would expect couples who are doing well to have fun but also I think couples who have fun together and are adventurous and playful and whimsical actually end up enjoying uh, their marriages. So it really is a big deal. And I think, I think too, that when we have fun, when we have adventure, it creates uh, memories and creates these experiences that we can look back on when it gets tough. Right? And it really is oftentimes these, these memories and uh, these experiences that bring us much more joy than stuff. And a lot of times we're buying stuff and trying to get more stuff 
when reality and, and actually research would say that you're, you're much happier in the long run if you have meaningful experiences uh, with the people that you love. Yeah, and so and then the third reason we feel like it's important um, is because um, having fun and enjoying each other are just really the bonds that create an environment um, for a place and a platform do you to have those hard conversations. So there will be trouble in marriage. We know that. There will be conflict. We all know that in this room really well. And so when you have um, an enjoyment of your spouse, it just creates an environment to kind of help you deal with life's bumps and grinds and just the conflict that is going to come. Um, it just makes it easier to have that platform to deal with those things together. Right. So it really is really important. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So tonight uh, what we came up with is 10 tips right? 10 tips to have fun and adventure in your marriage, okay? 10 tips. And so Susan asked us to talk about fun and adventure, and I went in my little marriage talk folder looking for the fun talk, and I didn't have one. Um, and so we kind of we wrote down, what do we think about having fun? And uh, this is what we came up with. So 10 things, and I heard a speaker one time say, you always give your audience a list and tell them how many. So if you're terrible, they know just how long they have to stay with you, okay? So you only have to stay with 10. just 10 here, okay? So here, here's the first, uh, the first tip. Uh, you guys didn't laugh, which makes me a little insecure. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, darn straight, we only 10. Hurry up. Maybe? No, we'll yeah. Just, we'll cut it to five. Now no, it's two. No, no, no. Okay, so the first one. The first one is just to leverage date nights, okay? When you think about having fun and adventure, make sure that you leverage date uh, date nights. And so I think that that's not the only place you should have fun, but that is one of those big rocks you probably want to put in your jar as you're thinking about the rest, uh, the rest of your life and the rest of your marriage and the rest of your family. And so uh, a few years ago, you know, Pam and I started kind of creating like thematic date, uh, dates for the year. And uh, one, uh, I think last year it was kind of like learning dates. And so that's us uh, slinging pottery there. You can you can ask Pam whose bowl turned out uh, better. I'm a little biased, but I'm... I'm uh, thank you, thank you. Mine does, <laughs> does look good, thank you. You can come over to our house and you can ask and I'll show you uh, which one. Uh, but we just did stuff like where we just tried to learn together to blow glass and all that kind of stuff. Um, several years ago, we did like uh, we should someday dates. So do you guys have those? Like you're driving around town and you're like, oh yeah, we should totally do that like someday. You know, we should go eat there. We should go see that. We should go... And, uh, and like the list keeps getting longer and you don't ever do that stuff. And we're like, well, let's just go do that stuff, you know? And so, uh, so we did lots of fun stuff. I mean, like I remember one that I thought was going to be so epic um, was it, in Las Colinas, they have those little gondolas. Have you ever seen that down there? I mean, I was like, I had this thing just built up, you know, this is going to be magical and birds and like, you know, the moon's going down and we got a group on and we went out there. It was okay, you know, uh, it was fine, but we did it. We did, now I know what that's like and uh, we'll double down uh, elsewhere. But, it, but we had, uh, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. And uh, when we're, and so just like true confession through the summer, we don't have We've not practiced a regular discipline because things have been pretty crazy, but we'll hop back on that train, and it's become really, really helpful. So uh, just tangibly some date night ideas, um, scottkadersha.com. Scott is our uh, pre-married and newlywed pastor. He's over there teaching to our newlyweds right now. He's got a, a document on his uh, site. I think it's like 124 uh, date night ideas for every budget uh, here in Dallas, and so you could check that one out. Okay. Yep. So number two, just realizing that um, dating and having fun together looks different in different life stages. So you guys remember newlyweds, no kids, unlimited budget. You could stay out as late as you wanted. Um, you know, life was you know limitless. Um, and then come the kids and a babysitter and trying to find a night and getting everybody to bed before you walk out the door. 
um, you know, just the craziness of that. And we had a great date um, when our kids were little. We all, yeah. Uh, so you guys know, I mean, like, your just resources are so tight, right? <laughs> you know, when you, by the time you hire, we would sometimes we'd swap. Right. That was always good. You know, the dads would stay home, but the wives would take one for the team and go put, like, the other kids down, you know, and so we would swap back, and that, that saved us some money. But uh, we'd get a, we'd get a um, babysitter and wouldn't have a whole lot of cash, so we'd always had our little entertainment uh, book coupon book you guys know kind of what i'm talking about you know so if it wasn't in there we didn't we didn't do it and uh and so we went down of all places there was a like a, a dessert place that looked really interesting and uh so we drove down there it was in deep ellum right and so if you guys don't know that area it's kind of like the the hipster lots of tattoos and earrings and stuff like that and so we park our little minivan and walk in there with our coupon and the lady goes you guys from out of town? <laughs> it's like, well, do you call north of 635 out of town? Yes, you know. Uh, but, but that was kind of what we could do, and it was just important for us to be together, even if it was, even if all it was, uh, was just sharing a piece of very average pie uh, with a bunch of, you know, tattooed and pierced uh, people. Um, it, was, it was important uh, to us. Yeah. yeah. And then now, um, so other than the next life stage, it's the one we're in right now. So kids are old enough to stay home. So you don't have to ba- pay a babysitter. So you actually have money on your date for things like food, um, maybe a movie. Um, and so that's the stage. And then um, just thinking about even the next stage ahead. And so empty nest. And one of the goals, John and I have four goals. Woo, empty nesters. Shout out. And um, one, we have four things that we just want to characterize our marriage. And one is that we're best friends when our kids leave the house. And so just even thinking about now having this long-term view so that when your kids leave, you still enjoy each other. And so the deposits and the investments you make now um, just will pay dividends later. And so just thinking about whatever stage you're in, don't compare. Just be in the moment. Enjoy where you are. Dig deeply where you are, knowing that it's going to go really quickly. Yeah. Don't long for what was or what will be. Just leverage your opportunity now. You know, like be, be there. Uh, regardless of how difficult uh, it is, okay? Uh, Third, the third tip for having fun and adventure in your marriage is just to find your own rhythm. And so when we talk about our spiritual lives here at at Watermark, it's not not new to us, someone said it first, but uh, we talk about diverting daily, withdrawing weekly or quarterly, and then abandoning annually. Right? And so there's something about a rhythm of a weekly, a, a daily, a weekly, a monthly, or a quarterly even, uh, and yearly. And so for Pam and I, I um, well, the first point is like oftentimes this stuff doesn't happen unless we calendar it. Right? There is something about being spontaneous and walking into a room and going, how can I make them laugh or how can we enjoy the moment? All that like we need to be doing. But anything beyond that is probably going to take some calendaring and some planning. And so for, for the, I think, you know, for 21 years, we've always found at least one day, one 24-hour period at least, where we could be together. And we had to put it on the calendar and it cost us and we had to move things around. But it was just important for us to go, hey, we're going to have at least one day uh, that we can be together uh, every year. And then, that, you know, sometimes it was two or three or uh, longer and more extravagant. And sometimes it was great. Like we, you know, went to dinners and talked about our marriages and like our dreams and hopes and aspirations. And then with little kids, Pam was like, man, if I could just sleep, like I, I love you and we'll probably be married when we're 40 and 50 and 60, but just let me sleep. And so that was kind of where we are. And uh, that's, that's what we, uh, that's what we did. But find, find your own rhythm. Okay. And, uh, and get out ahead of that stuff. You plan for just about everything else in your life, candidly. Uh, you know, and financially, you probably have a plan, and you've got plans for your health and all these other things that you just tend to forget your own marriage. So, right, just kind of find your rhythm and create uh, a plan would be a tip. Yeah. 
So the next thing, um, the next tip is just watching out for fun killers. And so we know there's a lot of the things that can just kind of ruin the fun. Um, the first one, just being conflict. And so just um, being careful about going on a date and saying, this is our night to hash out all our conflict. Um, we would encourage you just to go and have fun, um, not to avoid hard discussions, but just defer those to later. Um, and then you come home and you're in a place because you've enjoyed each other, and then you can jump in to talking about some hard stuff. Like we talked about earlier, it just kind of creates that environment where that's easier. Um, but just watch out for conflict. Um, the second one would just be technology, social media. So you've all seen it. People are on a date, and they're just having a date with their phone instead of each other. Um, and so just being wise early on, John, um, I think when we were earlier on social media or um, had his smartphones, he would just hand it to me at the beginning of the date and off. just turn yeah. it off and just say, here, put this in your purse, put this away so we can really focus on each other. Um, another one, just another fun killer is emotional and your physical state. Um, just thinking about hey, I've got a date tonight. Let me just have some energy. Just thinking about how can I connect? How can I be all there with my spouse? Um, really just spending some time, and I used to have to do this um, when the kids were little, just praying, Lord, just give me energy. Help me just focus on, be in the moment. Um, just my cares and worries, just kind of take those from me, Lord, and just help us really deeply connect. Um, and then the, um, the last thing is just unmet expectations. And so we all know, um, if you've been in reengage or if you've, you've thought about this at all, we have expectations about everything. So we have a date coming up. We know how that's um, in our mind. We think we know how that's going to go. And it could easily wreck if things don't go exactly the right way. And so we've learned in our house, taught our kids just to say, oh, well. That's, that's the thing. Just, just say, oh, well, and move on. Um, another one is just it'll always work out. It'll work out. And so you know we're walking out the door, and the kids melt down, and you're going to be 15 minutes late to your reservation. Just learn to say, oh, well. You're with your spouse. Connect there and just kind of let go of some of the expectations. Yeah. Yeah, inevitably, right? Your kids haven't talked to you all day when they're little, and then you leave, and they're like, Mom, I'm going to miss you. And they're like, the hands are clawing around the door, you know, and we just, I would always just, we close the door. And, um, but, you don't, you know, we're, we're always late. I remember that. Like, I've got a plan, you know, and now we're 15 minutes late, and I'm like, come on, you know, we're supposed to be having fun. And um, just, oh, well, yeah. oh, well, it, oh, okay? Well. Oh, well. Um, don't let it tank. Don't let it tank you, okay? Um, number five, it still counts if you have fun with your kids, okay? If you involve your kids. Now, obviously, if that's the only time you're having fun together, then you, you've got issues, Okay, that's not okay. But it is great to make memories, to have fun, to d have adventure with your kids. And so when the kids were little, um, you know, Pam would be just kind of taking it for the team Monday through Friday, you know, diapers and throw up and feeding and nonstop crying. Uh, and then I would come home kind of rested and it was like she would tap out, you know, it's like, hey, the weekend's yours, big guy. And so uh, on Saturday, I would wake up and we had this little purple book. It was like things to do in Dallas. And so the kids called it the book of fun. And so dad would, would on Friday night decide what we we're going to do in the book of fun or look on guide live and we would go do stuff, you know, we would just go around town and and I remember even, even though it was with the kids, uh, how much, how fun that was uh, for us, you know, and how that's kind of continued on um, in, our, in our family. I think we have a couple pictures. Um, Pam sent this one today. Uh, does anybody recognize that sign? It's uh, Ikea. And so, I don't know, they, they might have disbanded this because of us, but they used to have free babysitting. Uh, they might have reneged, reneged well, they have that. They a little play area. You can check your kids in for like two hours. And so the kids would go like, we want to go to Ikea. And we're like, great. And we'd drive, <laughs> we'd drive up there and we'd put them in there and we'd walk around pretending like we were looking at furniture, which we weren't, you know, and uh, we were just being together, having our own little date. And, uh, and then when we were done, 
uh, they would each get a 50 cent hot 50 dog. Cent, so so cent two bucks, dog. man, was our, all, all day. Everybody was happy, and we had some uh, some great memories. But uh, we, I mean, we would just every Saturday. We, I remember going like, you know, we fed emus in Irving, and we went to the cockroach museum in Plano. You know, and we just had just had fun. Um, and so as we, as we've our kids have gotten older, we've done you know much more extravagant things. So I don't know what else is uh, up there. Last year we went to the Grand Canyon and hiked across it all in one day with our 10-year-old daughter. Uh, that is, if you can see that, that's Half Dome in Yosemite. We went there uh, this year. Uh, I think there's another slide. There's a, those are cables that go uh, up there. And so, um, so this one in the front is 10. And so it's like, it was like a 14, 15-hour day. We're at 6 o'clock in the morning. We're starting. And she goes, I'm not going anymore. Like, she's 15 minutes in. I'm done. I quit. I'm going back to the car, you know. And so we got her some water and calmed down, and she went. And then we got to these cables. Uh, she's coming down now. But on the way up, she turns to me. She goes, I'll go up, but I will not come down from this mountain. You know? <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. I was okay, sweetie. Let's just go up, you know. And, uh, and so, but we laugh like that statement when it's uttered in our house. Everyone just falls out laughing. And that was something that we did and we accomplished together. Uh, as a family, you know, and we're trying to see all the major league baseball parks uh, in the country, and we're like at 21, and honestly, it's an excuse to travel and be together. Like, it's third, thirdly about baseball, um, but we know our time is, is ticking down quick. We kind of, you know, think about these shot clocks over the kids' heads, and it's running down to zero quickly. They'll be out, and so we want to do, we do want to have fun, not exclusively, not exclusively, but that's still the way that Pam and I uh, have fun, whatever that looks like. If you don't want to climb a mountain, don't climb a mountain. Just find stuff that uh, you can do with your kids. And I think even your adult kids, uh, that still counts. Those are still fun things, uh, as long as it's not exclusively that. Um, so the sixth tip is just to become interested in things that your spouse is interested in. And so um, we know some of us are more alike than others. Um, some of us are really different. And so just figuring out something your spouse is interested in that you can learn about. So Megan, um, here on our staff, on our re-engaged staff, um, her husband Sam loves board games. And um, I think if I remember right, she didn't grow up playing board games, doesn't necessarily love them. But she has learned um, how to play some real strategic board games. And she buys a bunch for her husband, and she's kind of entered that world. And then I know he's done um, just been a really big learner of her and the things she likes. And so just looking um, and being interested in things that your spouse likes. Um, I really enjoy going to the movies and watching movies, and it's not John's favorite thing. I think there's very few movies that he thinks um, are not a waste of time. Um, but he has learned to just, hey, let's go to the movies. Um, hey, let's watch one on the couch. He asked me, if I work on my laptop on the couch next to you and we're both watching the movie, does that count? And I said, yes, that, that still counts. Um, so sometimes he'll do that. Well, clarification of the rules. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't so, win the um, game if you don't know the rules. Yeah, yeah. so we that's watch right. movies together that's right. sometimes. So for Pam's birthday, that's actually like we went away and we just watched movies the whole day, you know, and I was like, shoot me, you know. <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, it was, she had a great time. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> But uh, two years ago, I think, um, you know, we went for a run down uh, Katy Trail and then um, went, and it was, uh, you know, MLB playoffs, and it was the ALCS, and we sat outside with a, you know, big plate of nachos and watched baseball, and I was, I was like, this is awesome, <laughs> you know, nachos and my wife and baseball, like, it's good, like, I don't know, I can't upgrade this time anymore, you know, Pam's not a baseball fan, uh, but she said, well, if, that's, if that sounds fun to you, let's, let's go do that, you know. Uh, you got some good nachos out of the deal, if, not, if nothing else, right? Okay, so uh, number, uh, number seven is where we are, okay? Uh, mission, being on mission is a great 
adventure. It's a great adventure. And if you're looking for a way to connect with your spouse, and so, man, if you can go to Maui, great. I mean, knock it out, right? But I think serving others, right, sharing the gospel, being in over your head, it's a great way to connect. And if any of you have ever been on a mission trip before, right, you go, like, afterwards, you've only been with them a week, but you feel like they're your best friends on the entire planet because of what you've been through and the dependency you've uh, put yourself in. Well, you can experience that with your spouse. You don't have to do that, like, in college, in crusade, or, you know, uh, some other venue where you go off by yourself. You can think about doing that together. It's an amazing way to connect. And it doesn't, doesn't have to be, you know, the jungles of Africa. It could be right here in our church and serving together or just sitting with another couple and saying, how, how can we help you? How can we pray for you? And thinking about ways to be used by God uh, on mission together. Um, so another thing just to take some ground in really for us and um, probably for all you guys is just to be creative. Um, and so here's just some ideas um, for date nights and for time together. Um, it's creating a fun deck. And so everybody, either the two of you or everybody in your family, come up with like five or ten things that they want to do around town. Throw them all in a jar. Pull it out. you got a date night or time with the family. Hey, just reach in there. Bingo. Here's something we're going to do. Um, challenges is another one. So um, Adam Tarno, he and his, um, he's on staff. He and his wife do this um, word color number challenge. And so um, I might say, okay, John, we're going to have a date that is um, the color has something to do with the color blue, the number three, and alpacas. <laughs> and John has got to do something. Um, right think alpacas. of something that li- along that lines. Um, have a friend who just um, went on a mud date recently. Um, so I don't know what all was involved there, but um, somehow mud was their word. Hey. Yeah. Um, let's see, another one, just taking trips. Um, so we've talked about that a little. It doesn't have to be Maui. It doesn't have to be um, Yosemite. Just even, um, I mean, we used to, I don't know, it's Priceline even around anymore. We used to oh, yeah. Priceline the hotels and um, just go away just for the night somewhere local. And so just getting away, taking some kind of a trip. You know what I was thinking would be fun too is just get like a, you know, those little spinners like in a board game, like shoots and ladders or whatever, and just spin it and whatever direction that goes, pull out your compass and go, yeah, northeast. Like we're just going to drive northeast until we find something to do, you know, somewhere to eat or something uh, and just kind of roughly go that way. No planning, right? You didn't have, you can't mess it up because you didn't, you know, there was no plans to make and just, just kind of see, just kind of see what happens. So there you go. We should do that. Yeah, we should. Um, John already mentioned it. Um, Just check out what's going on locally. Guide Live is a great kind of local spot. And so, um, or just a local site. Um, So we took our kids to some chili festival down at Whole Foods and um, lower Greenville <laughs> when they were po- little. What could possibly go wrong with giving four children all you can eat chili, yeah. right? What, how could, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Um, but going. you know, like the Plano Balloon Festival, all those things that you kind of maybe didn't know about, and you're like, oh, those things all happen oh. here locally. So, um, you know, any you can go online and find a million different lists of questions to ask your spouse. So just pull down 10 questions I'm going to ask my spouse and take those, have those in the car when you're in the car together, just asking each other. Um, you know, kind of mix it up. It doesn't always have to be a date night at night. Um, you know, if kids are in school or in preschool or childcare and some, you know, have, have breakfast together, have lunch together, um, just kind of mixing it, mixing it up. Um, and then in that, as we just encourage you to just do things cheap and local, um, also have those big things on the horizon too, um, you know, and just plan um, part Part of that anticipation um, for, you know, for a date that night. And then if you have something big coming up, that anticipation really, for at least us, adds a lot to the moment and the enjoyment of the time um, together. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, at, at we, a couple years ago, we'd made a decision that, you know, I don't know if you, 
how you do your budget. But for us, you know, we've got the fixed money and we set the budget categories and we're always going to go over in some category. And so you build in some margin, right? It's just going to happen. And so, you know, uh, two years ago we said, hey, it's going to happen that we're going to cheat. Like we're going to be out in a restaurant and go, yeah, let's, you know, everybody get drinks or like, that's just going to happen. But let's just like, forget the kids. Like let's cheat on us, you know, like let's look at us, the, the, the cheat category. And, um, and so we did, and we also, like all our home improvements budget, we spent on us and our family, you know, and, uh, and memories. And I, every year I've asked Pam, I was like, hey, do you, like, do you regret that? And, you know, do you wish you had the, the repairs and new flooring or the memories? And she's like, well, if, I, I like both, but, uh, but given the choice, I like what we, I like what we I chose. And so uh, we just got to do kind of, it, it was ministry and fun. We just got to go. Uh, it, hiking around in Peru. We got to do the Inca Trail uh, and went to, um, kind of came down and got to see Machu Picchu. So we were repping the uh, re-engage gear, if you can see there. We got the, uh, uh, we just throw, throw the logo on there. And then, this is cool, you can take that one down. There's um, uh, the church in Indonesia that's doing re-engage. They just sent us this picture uh, this week. They're underwater, like in scuba tanks, and it says re-engage Indonesia uh, on there. It was killer. So, uh, you could do that, man. Go to. That's I think really they were. Big. I think They're they went to Australia one, yeah. to scuba dive. Yeah. Go scuba diving in Australia, you know, or whatever is big uh, for you. Uh, feel free uh, to do that. And I think I think it's a good investment. You're going to spend your dollars somewhere. So yeah, be responsible. Don't tell me you're hundred thousand dollars in debt because you went scuba diving in Australia, okay? <laughs> uh, and you thought it was good for your marriage. Be be good stewards. But I think if you're going to choose to go big in a category, I think it's good to go big uh, on you. So. Okay. Yeah, good. A couple more things. Um, the ninth tip is just to spend time with people, um, with fun people. And so um, think about who energizes you. Who do you enjoy being with? Who do you walk away from time with them? And you are better, um, and your marriage is better. And so we talk a lot about God uses his word and his spirit, and he also uses his people. And so um, he definitely, as you guys have seen, if you're in closed group, he uses his people to um, help you, admonish you, um, point out hard things, but he also uses his people to encourage you. And so it's okay to spend time with people you like. You don't always have to be spending time, you know, with hard people. Um, enjoy people and people that make you laugh, people that together as a couple um, you enjoy being um, being together with. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's the last one. Yeah. Okay, here's your last tip, is that you already know how to do this. Okay? You already know how to do this. And in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, um, chapter 2, starting in verse 4, God lays out this, Jesus lays out this con- condemnation uh, on the church in Ephesus. And he says, you guys, I mean, there's lots of things you've done. You haven't, like, caved in to false doctrine, and you've, you know, like, you've done some really good stuff. He goes, but here's the deal. Now, you have forgotten your first love. Right, or abandoned or forsaken in some translations. Like the thing you were supposed to do above all else was love me, and you got off track. And so he gives some warnings, you know, at the very end of that passage. But you would expect after that, like you've forgotten your, your first love, here, you would expect here comes the big sermon. Right? Here comes the two chapters of how to get your, your first love back. Here's the 14 points to to fall back in love with God, to reorient your life. And he just says two things. Two things. He says, first, just repent, right? Which is to kind of agree that what you did is wrong and do differently, right? Just, hey, say, we got off track. My bad. Please forgive me, okay? And the other thing Jesus told the church in Ephesus was just to, to do the stuff you did at the beginning or at first, 
That's it. That's the whole sermon, right? Say you're sorry, and just do the stuff that you used to do. And in this series, I think that's pretty darn good advice, is just to say, you know what? We kind of let stuff get in the way of us. My bad. I should have done better. We both could have done better. And so husbands and wives are responsible um, for this, okay, for having fun. It's just not the husband's job. Guys, I got your back here, okay? So listen, don't go home and tell your, your man that he needs to do everything that you just, you just heard, all right? And uh, you heard all that stuff. You better, you better be doing the trips and all those date night things, okay? Uh, it's yours together, and we gave you some ideas. Pam used to come up here to these women's things or mom's things. She'd come home with a laundry list of like 25 things I was supposed to do, and I would like beg her, please don't go up to those mom, mom things. Like, I don't, I don't have time to do that list, okay? So don't do that, okay? So I've okay? ladies don't so, do that. But repent and just do the stuff you used to do. You know what fun is. You know how to connect. You know how to make them laugh. You know what they like. And, and I know you know that because you did it at the beginning or they wouldn't be sitting next to you. So you were pretty effective at some point along the way, right? And then it just happens, right? You know, um, he ends up working too much and she only wears sweatpants, you know? <laughs> and you just kind of forget. So just say, my, my bad. Hey, let's make this a priority and let's do the things that we used to do. Do the things we did at first. And so marriage is going to be tough, 1 Corinthians 7, 28. That's there. It's there, okay? But let's don't forget to enjoy life with our wife or with our husband. You guys can do that, okay? Ryan, you going to close this down?